special Merry Christmas to you today. We are here early, very, very, very early because I have Christmas festivities with the family, but I would not go without giving you one last live stream before the end of the year. So uh, next week we will have off. I just wanted to get a little housekeeping. We're we're taking the week off. We need a little resty, a little break -see. Um, We have some important things that we're going to talk about today. So there were three uh, major uh, news outlets that came out with their housing predictions. And then we have a story that I think is really important for everybody here um, because I think it's just absolutely freaking horrible. So um, I, I see Dizzy Lizzie here in Lawnmower. And I just also want to let everybody know we have a hard stop at two o'clock because I got to go run. I got to finish making my, my Christmas stuff. If you haven't yet, try making homemade marshmallows. They're absolutely delicious and super easy to make. <laughs> so, all right. So, <laughs> yeah. Hi, Fuzzy Dice. It's so good to see you. <laughs> All right. So, Eddie, if you could go ahead and put that first article on the screen, please, I would greatly appreciate it. I think um, I think everybody needs to hear this. This is this is heartbreaking. And um, so, thousands of veterans are facing foreclosure, and it's not their uh, not their fault. And if the VA could help, NPR came out with a fantastic article. And you know how everybody um, during the start of the pandemic took the forbearance. Well, a lot of people that have VA loans took the forbearance as well. A lot of these people, uh, you know, like they really had no choice because some of them were veterans who had lost their jobs and, uh, you know, they just, they took it and they had an extended period of time to not pay for their, their mortgage. The thing is, is the way that forbearance was told to everybody was that, if you didn't pay it, you know, during that time, all those payments that you didn't uh, use or you didn't pay for, they would be tacked to the end of your loan. And what's happening to these people is not that. What they're being told is once the forbearance is over, they need to catch up and have a balloon payment of all of those payments that they missed. So they're like, who has that kind of money when you when you've been, you know, not being able to pay because you lost your job, you were laid off, whatever the case may be, they took the forbearance because they needed it. They didn't go off of it because they needed it. And now that the program is over, they're telling them that they have to pay the whole entire lump sum. Now, whether, however you feel about the military, I, I could care less. Honestly, these people have worked their tails off for our country. We do a lot of terrible things to them when they come back. One of the perks of being a soldier is to being able to use the VA program, which is an excellent loan program for people. The pandemic affected a lot of people and they should have the same, uh, if not better, uh, a benefit coming to, to them when something like this happens. So the fact that we are pooping on them once again by making them pay this money in a lump sum is ridiculous. And a lot of them are going into foreclosure. I'm going to get upset. I'm going to get really upset. I just want everybody to take the time to read this. And I want you, if you could, write your congressman and tell them to stop this, to stop this type of foreclosures on veterans. It doesn't need to happen. They can make it right. We need to get them to do something and it should be for our soldiers in a way that it benefits them. They shouldn't be in foreclosure because of this. So if you would, if for my Christmas wish this year is write your congressman and, and stop this, have them put a halt to all of this. So that's that. <laughs> I wanted to put that out there. It was on my heart and I needed everybody to, I mean, we, we have such as a community, we have a power. So I wanted everybody to at least take a little bit of time out of their day, write their congressman, have them stop the foreclosure of VAs, the people that were on forbearance. Happy, happy, Merry Christmas, Jen Sylvester. Happy, Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, so good to see you. It was so good to see you. So now we're going to be getting into the predictions. So all of these, uh, you know, Redfin's got their prediction. Zillow has their prediction. Um, 
uh, we have a couple others that we're going to put out there. So um, if you haven't yet, there's a poll out there and I'm going to, I asked you what you thought home prices were going to do in 2024. So you let me know, <laughs> you let me know what you think there. Yeah. The pandemic uh, was a total mess. That is for sure. That was for sure. So Eddie, if you could go ahead and pull up the Zillow um, predictions, I would greatly appreciate it. No, I agree. What is what true, Jay? Yeah, go look at the NPR article. It is true. I didn't I didn't make it up. I certainly didn't make it up. So this is Dillow's 2024 predictions. And uh they came out like at the end of November. This is this one kind of made me laugh. I actually saw this on another uh podcast. Um, this was on um the This Week in Real Estate with Ray Allen. And uh, <laughs> he was like, he was talking about this. So Dilla predicts more ho homes for sale, improved affordability in 2024. So can you scroll down a bit, my friend? Because I want to show, oh, he's even got the crystal ball out there. Um, more homes will hit the market as uh, homeowners expect that mortgage rates aren't going to fall anytime soon. Again, this was in... <laughs> At the end of November, boy, were they wrong already. For, higher for longer is the key refrain regarding mortgage rates. This is what Zillow said. Uh, looking ahead the next year in housing, it's becoming clear that high mortgage rates are uh, have some staying power. Expect more. Woo, we got a super chat. Thank you so much. Living in Omaha with David. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, expect more homeowners locked into the long-term payments when rates are at all-time lows to list their homes for sale as they grow weary of waiting on the historically rate of 2021. Now, uh, stubbornly small pool of homes has kept competition fairly high for most of the year, even with high cost of uh, limiting the numbers of active buyers. With mortgage rates rising over the next two years, homeowners have been reluctant, reluctant to sell, opting instead to hold on to their ultra low rates uh, on their current mortgage. Many of those homeowners will have their eye on a home for with a bigger uh, for bigger with no backyard and extra fewer bedrooms or in a preferred neighborhood across town. Zillow predicts more of these homeowners will end up hold on their holdout for lower rates. Uh, how this is what they say next home by uh, home buying costs will level off keeping hopeful buyers a chance to catch up. A typical home buyer in October would have to spend 40% of their earnings on mortgage payments. This is an all-time high, according to Zillow data, which stretches back to the 1990s. While affordability will undoubtedly remain the top concern for potential home buyers in 2024, there is a reason to expect those challenges to ease up a bit. But their prediction was because of higher mortgage rates and they're going down. Uh, so, so Zillow's for, latest forecast calls for home values to hold steady in 2024, falling just a 0.2%, predicting how mortgage rates will move in nearly is nearly an impossible task. Well, apparently they didn't do a very good task there. But recently, inflation uh, news gives an impression that rates are likely to hold fairly steady as well as in the next company, uh, couple, coming month. Taking together the cost of buying a home looks like to be on track to level off next year with the possibilities of costs falling if mortgage rates do. Uh so, I, I mean, let me ask your opinion. So, obviously, they were wrong about this because <laughs> mortgage rates did drop. My my whole thing with this uh, is, you know, it doesn't matter because the interest rates, if interest rates are high, you know, you're supposed to have the um, uh, home prices come down. We have a lack of supply. Home prices never came down. Now we see mortgage rates coming down and now more people are applying. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, thank you, Margaret, for the $10 super chat. I appreciate you. It says, uh, the new starter home will be a single family rental. They are trying to push this on us. They're trying to make this sound like this is the plan to the affordability crisis. Throughout the improvement for home affordability is expected in 2024, many households will continue to be out, outpriced. Demand and prices for single family rentals will continue to increase next year as families look for more affordable options and enjoy amenities like a private backyard or a home that doesn't share walls with neighbors. Mm -hmm. One uh, one possible path 
is to more single family rental inventory, which I've been warning you guys, this is terrible, is uh, homeowners de uh, deciding to turn their home into an uh, a possible investment property and rent it out and then selling it when they move. The ultra low mortgage rates held by most uh, many existing homeowners make it more likely that this option will be penciled out. But my whole thing is that you'll see it in a lot of areas that are high, like I say, high traffic, you know, uh, where people move a lot. Um, they are, um, they're making these build to rent communities. So they're intentionally making them just appealing enough that people don't want to buy. And then they are stuck in the rental rat race for the rest of their lives. If you're spending more than 40% of your income just to live, just to have a shelter over your head, when, how are you ever going to be able to afford a home? I mean, it, like this is to me, this is the plan. Yeah, this is the plan. More markets will follow in New York City's lead with rental demand surging near downtowns throughout much of the pandemic. Uh, even before the sub, sub, suburban rent prices were growing fast than rents in urban areas, uh, while the gap narrowed, suburban rents continue to outpace urban rents in major in most major markets, specifically 33 of the 50 markets in uh, metro areas. So even like they're outpacing or at least catching up to city rents, home rents. Like you move to the suburbs because they're supposed to be cheaper. But if you're renting, I mean, like these, ho, ho, ho. JK with a $10 super chat. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays and happy Hanukkah to you. Happy Hanukkah to you. Uh, in New York City, from the data, Easy Street, Zillow Group's New York City real estate marketplace shows demand is surging for rentals in the commutable, commutable areas with easy access to downtown and midtown Manhattan, while areas farther from these office-laden neighborhoods are seeing a relatively less demand. Easy, easy Street experts predict a strong year for Manhattan demand in 2024, and Zillow foresees more markets following suit with the rental demand surging in near downtown centers. Do you know, I have to tell you, have you ever um, watched any of these uh, YouTubers who actually do the uh, rentals for apartments in, in uh, Manhattan? The, like honest to God, on my budget, I could afford a sliver, <laughs> a sliver of Manhattan and I'd still be paying like three grand a month. You know, I guess if you waited out, like I wouldn't be paying for a car, I wouldn't be paying for, you know, gas and maintenance on that and, and car insurance. I mean, maybe it pencils out, but uh, 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 I don't know. I love New York, but I don't know if I could live in, in the city. My brother lives there, by the way. Uh, renters looking for the uh, place near downtown will likely have more options this year with multifamily construction boom, which means that a huge number of new homes have hit the market. More options for renters, more options for renters, not for buyers. Looking for a new place means landlords who are trying to attract tenants have more reason to compete with each other on the price. That's the key reason for rental listings offering concessions. But are they, if they have so much competition, isn't the price supposed to go down? Why would it go up? You know, <laughs> like if there's so much competition, isn't that how it's supposed to work? You know, if you have one company that's owning most of the rentals in the area, they're their own competition. They set the price. Traditional home buyers will compete with home flippers for homes that need a little TLC. Uh, typically target of home flippers and homes that need a little work before qualify for the dream home status will have increased interest from buyers shopping for their primary residence. You can't even find a lot of flipped homes. This is a, to me, in my opinion, this is a really crummy prediction. Inventory has been far below normal for a while. Although Zillow predicts more homes will hit the market in 2024, inventory will remain much lower than the pre-pandemic norms. Facing the, with limited choices, buyers will, will overlook the small flaws such as outdated bathroom and kitchen. Well, this isn't a prediction. This is what they've been doing for the last three years. <laughs> a lot of them have done this because they needed an affordable place to live. All right, let's go down there. Okay, this was the funny part to me. I, I almost talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Go down to the next little headline right there. It says, artificial intelligence will enhance the home search experience. Generated AI making waves this year. Zillow expects AI advancements to streamline the home shopping and home selling journey in 2024, improving their experience with buyers and sellers and their agents. 
Zillow never works for the agent, just FYI. Zillow tech experts expect a variety of new tools and technologies designed for real estate agents the next year, allowing them to have more time to connect with their clients and prior to prioritize face-to-face -face interactions. Agents have been using AIs to assist them in writing listing descriptions and 3D content for their listings. Next year's advances are expected to have an emphasis on visual mulching module capabilities, including more rich media content. That sounded like word salad of horse pucky. <laughs> that sounded like word salad of horse pucky. That company has done nothing but uh, not, you know, you have to pay like high money in order to get like a space on, on, on Zillow, right? To get your face shown up on the right hand side when you make a phone call, it's, it's a high dollar, high, high dollar, because you're paying for the advertisement of yourself on that website, which was great. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you the truth. I did it when I was new to this area. I advertised on Zillow because nobody knew me from Adam. So this was the way I could build up my clientele. But they, the, uh, the company itself saying that they're there to help real estate agents. No, they're not. If they did, they would give more accurate data than they do. You know, those estimates have really caused a lot of problems over the years. So NSS question, what is the best option without renting back when selling a home and a buyer and buying another? As seniors, we'll be selling and moving to a nearby state with two dogs and two cats. Scary. What is the best option? Oh man, I, you know, I'd have to see, uh, Let's see what your what does your financial advisor say? That's what I would say. Um, you know, like you're you won't have trouble selling it if that's what you're concerned about. Um, you know, people are still buying, especially if it's a first time starter home. My goodness, you know, people are really looking for those first time starter homes. But if you are you if you're looking to make it a rental, just hire. I would hire because you know, like you say, your your um, older elderly couple retirement age. If you're looking to, uh, you know, rent it out just to make some supplemental income, hire a good management company. Not don't go cheap. Don't go to the cheap ones because they they'll do cheap work. This when you hire a um, company that maintains your properties, you want to hire the best, especially if you're not going to live there. So that that would be my advice. But um, I would definitely check with your financial advisor uh, advisor on that to see what your best financial option would be to do that. John Christmas super chat. Thank you so much for the hundred dollar super chat. I greatly appreciate you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You've always been so supportive all year. If you don't, if, now that most people have come in next week, I will be taking uh, Sunday off. I'm, me and Eddie are going to have a little relaxing weekend, enjoying in bringing in the new year. So we won't be doing that. So, all right. So Eddie, if you could pull up the next article so we can get into the next, um, the next, uh, prediction, you can pick one. I don't care if it's Redfin or I think, well, I think the other one was, um, I don't even know. I think it might've been Forbes. Hmm. Bloomberg. All right. A housing market, a mystery. Is that it? Oh yeah. Housing market mystery. Haunts Wall Street for the 2024 uh, forecasts. The dynamics are still confusing to the Fed. <laughs> North Trust Tandem says, all right, here we go. Let's rock and roll, my friend. Eddie's going to scroll down for me. I have to, you know, it was so funny. I don't know if you guys saw this. I had these glasses on and I, I went to go put them on my head because that's what I do is I put them on top of my head. And I already had a pair of glasses on there. That's how you know that you've, you've reached that age, that age. All right. Unpacking the head spinning data, trying to understand yesterday's data. We got shown the media new, new homes had plummeted 18% year over year. Uh, today, national gauge of existing home prices rose for the eighth straight month, surging a new record high. So new home prices, they're saying have dropped 18%. Uh, but the national gauge of existing homes rose for the eighth straight month. Um, I would, I, if I was to gauge this, because I don't know, it would depend on where you live, right? So new construction is going to be one of those things that uh, if you live in an area that doesn't have a lot of new construction, you're not going to see any uh, 
major discounts. But if you have an area with new construction, I've been telling you guys for weeks, go in there, see what you can do, strike up a deal. They're willing to work with you. They're given all sorts of incentives, all sorts of incentives. So to put it all together, rising or falling, it depends. It's a bit of a mind spinning. The dynamic of the housing market, that is one is still very confusing to the Fed. Okay, we can scroll down. That's what I said originally at the beginning of the article. If you could scroll down, Eddie, I would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> I think his computer got stuck. <laughs> the housing price uh, market has been one of the least understood aspects of this phase. Everyone is expecting home prices to fall when mortgage rates shot up to 8%. But it turns out most American homeowners had locked in low rates and had no intention of giving that up, meaning no one was selling. The lack of inventory, which I've been telling you guys, the lack of inventory, that's what the problem is, has led to bidding wars and higher prices for existing homes. Builders, meanwhile, have been trying to fill the gap with new construction and the market for new home sales has been a different dynamic altogether. Yeah, we are very uh, politics neutral. I saw that. Thank you, Debbie. Yes, we are. <laughs> you can talk about policy all you want because there's a million of them that totally suck. But I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> sides of the same coin as far as I'm concerned. Builders, meanwhile, have been trying to fill the gap with new construction and the new market for new home sales had a different dynamic altogether. Fitting those pieces in the same picture of Wall Street in 2024 forecasting season will uh, actually drive a rally. Federal Reserve. Are hikes finished or are we about to get cuts? It's tricky to say, but at least the housing looms are so are so large. Okay. So I want I want you guys to uh I want you guys to ask, uh answer me this question. Do you think that interest rates, mortgage interest rates, not not the other interest rates, just mortgage interest rates, do you think mortgage interest rates are going to continue to go down into 2024? We've talked about this before on these streams, and um, it's interesting how it changes people's from week to week. Some weeks people are like, absolutely. Next week they're like, now it's going to all go back up because of whatever reason they, they give. So, um, you know, I'm interested to see what you say. We have a question that comes in. Senior selling too large, uh, too big family home downsizing, but buying a motorhome while looking for our next home. We don't want to fall into a nowhere to go situation. Oh, I see what you're saying. So remember the person earlier, they were asking about what they should do with their home. So they're, they're selling their home. It's too big for a family. And so they're going to be take their mode home. My parents did this. My parents did this. They didn't want the anxiety of keeping their current home. So they actually sold it. But that, that was after like a lot of like pros and cons and decision making. So I would, I would go, if you have you and your partner go in separate rooms and make a pros and cons list of whether to sell it and then make a pros and cons list of renting it and then, and then meet in the middle. Don't, don't do it together. Meet in the middle after you've uh, made this list. So that way you guys can have a discussion about it because what happens if you do it together, then you end up compromising on things that you didn't intend on compromising this way you can have a, a discussion about it <laughs> that way you know like you have a, a real clear understanding how the other pe person feels about whether of renting the house out or selling it so that's that would be my suggestion oh jk says uh mortgage rates will continue to go down uh jeff says it's like the stock market the higher the demand for homes will force home values more up yeah and the lack of supply true Jeff says, like uh, all the forest fires firing up lumber costs, you know, like, I don't know if you know that uh, building costs have come down quite a bit. In my opinion, mortgage rates will continue to come down in 2024. I agree with you, David. I agree with you very much so. Jim, Debbie Johnson with a $10 super jet. Enjoy the ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. I, I just don't see uh, whatever... If if we look historically, and I normally historically things when interest rates go up, home prices come down. But when it comes to a an election political season, interest rates have a tendency to look more positive <laughs> for the consumer. So, uh oh, Noto said, uh, I asked another uh, a live two years ago if we we're appropriate to point of no return on how 
commoditized real estate has gotten. If rates come down, I think it's it's all uh, I think it's all done. Demand will go ramp up, and it will be sad. Yeah, I, you know, and the thing is, is that I I spoke about this um, on my last video. There is policy out there right now um, that is, I don't know if they'll ever get voted on. I mean, you guys give me your opinion, but um, it's both sides of the aisle are come together and they have introduced a bill. Who knows if it's ever going to become a law or if it'll ever get voted on, you know, it's still, you remember that bill needs to become a law, you know, that, that thing from when we were kids. Um, the bill basically says that they're going to, put a cap on how many homes institutional investors can have as like single family homes. Um, I don't believe this would work towards multifamily. I, I haven't read the bill completely. There's actually like three different ones that are out there um, that are addressing this issue. I will say it here, like I did on the video. I think all of these things are just to make them get elected again. I don't think that it will ever get voted on. If it does get voted on, you know, it's never going to pass. All politicians are paid for and bought. All of their campaigns are for through corporations and corporations have some of the most well-funded lobbyists in the country. And if they want to get elected again, they know they have to make the people happy. And they also need to know that they have to make the uh, donors happy. So in order to do that, they make the people happy saying, look, I introduced this bill that will stop corporate investors from buying up all the single family homes. I'm doing this for you. I'm fighting for you in Washington, you know, and then, then all of a sudden the, the people in the back room are saying, Hey buddy, if you want to get elected, they're like, he's like, don't worry about it. It's not even going to get voted on. No one's ever going to vote for this. We're just putting out a paper so we can get elected. That's how it's all smoke and mirrors. That is exactly right. <laughs> So, um, you know, it's to me, 2024, if we don't put a stop and, and make a big stink about corporate investors buying up single family homes, we're going to, we're in a world for, of hurt. I mean, we're looking at 40% of people's income currently being used for a house just to live. Um, that isn't going to get any better if we continue to allow for corporate investment. And and then some people say, well, it's only 2% of the market. Yeah, but they're buying in concentrated areas. So you take 2% of just one specific area across that country. And then you're, you know, like if you put those numbers together and it's just a ribbon of homes through the whole entire Sun Belt, that's a big chunk of the market. And they really like Atlanta, Georgia. They really loved Austin, Texas before Austin, Texas went crazy. They were buying up homes years ago. And I talked about it on this live stream in like 2019 and they were buying up homes then. And look what happened to Austin. It blew up the market, just blew up there. They're buying them up through Phoenix and they did that there. I mean, they know what they're doing. They know how to make money from it and they continue to do it. They love it. They love <laughs> rental. Love it. Uh, I think rates will stabilize, but demand will uh, increase, won't increase because of inflation in other related home expenses, taxes, and insurance. And that's a very good point, Rye. Thank you. If you think about it, our my property taxes, thankfully, didn't go up that much this year. Um, for a lot of areas, though, they went up significantly because home prices went up so significantly. And if you have a, a, um, a property that isn't uh, like a homesteaded property, that you don't have any uh, fix on those... Uh, those rates for your taxes. The other thing is, is that homeowners insurance is so expensive. And if you live like Florida, California, uh, Louisiana, um, anywhere that has Oklahoma, anywhere that has major events of weather events, like tornadoes, hurricanes, flooding, we're seeing it more and more. It's obvious. Um, and more and more insurance companies are bailing out. And the ones that are left are charging a mint. They're charging so much money. It's crazy. So uh, we'll see what happens. The, my, my thing is that if someone doesn't, there's just, uh, what's shocking to me, and I'm sure it is to you too, how many people actually have a boatload of money to be able to buy some of these homes? Young kids too. 
but you got to remember they're borrowing from their parents or their parents are giving them money. Their grandparents are giving them money to buy homes. So, I mean, we're not filling the gap of how many houses we need. So, I mean, it's a nice, nice pre-inheritance, I guess. So as long as they can afford those insurance rates, but there are people that are, are being forced to sell in Florida because they can't sell. They can't uh, afford their insurance anymore. The, like the, all they've left is citizens insurance and it's like six, $8,000 a year. And that's a, that's a big chunk of change. And then you've got your mortgage payment on top of it. And then your property taxes on top of that. And home prices have gone up. There's going to be people that are forced to sell because of those, those prices going up so significantly high in the last couple of years. So good point. Very good point. Thank you. All right, Eddie, there was another prediction out there. I think this one's from Redfin. Jeff says, plus we have higher demand because of illegal immigrants needing housing, also forcing prices up for uh, how long? Jeff, I'm, I'm not too sure about that because um, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. How, how do you, how do you figure that? Has hacker 619. If the rate dropped to 6% or below, those who purchase with an 8% can easily refi and have saved hundreds of dollars or thousands. Uh, crash bows <laughs> uh, will, will get crushed. Yeah. Well, let me just put it this way. You know, there are people that did buy, like the they did the 2 1 buy down mortgage, uh, those crafty mortgages. I, you know, I'm leery of those kinds of things, but you know, a lot of people did them and mortgage rates have continued to come down there. They were in the upper sixes last week. I think I saw, um, six, seven, five last week. Um, so, you know, if you're at 8% and you, you were able to refi at six, seven, five, that's, that's perfect. You're, you know, you're in a good place. So yeah, you're right. You know, there's going to be more, if the rates go down and people were, did buy at that higher rate, there's no doubt they're going to refinance. There's no, there's no doubt. That would be the smartest thing for them to do. Very good point. Very good point. Eddie, were you able to locate that Redfin article about their uh, predictions? Nice to see you rapid home repair. Home rapid repair. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Home prices are expected to ease, uh, ease slightly, dropping to less than 2% for the year on average, combined with lower mortgage rates and income growth that will improve the home purchase mortgage payment share of related to the median income to the average of 34.9% in 2024 with the share slipping by 30% by the end of the year. You know, here's the, here's another thing. If, if home prices continue to go up but interest rates come down, the narrative is always, Oh, it's more affordable. Now you can afford a home now because interest rates are low. But a good portion of the United States, a good portion can't afford the medium price home in their area. Nationwide, our medium home price is over $400,000. So even if the home price is at $400,000 and the interest rate, let's just say in a miracle world, it was at zero, they still couldn't afford a 30-year mortgage because that is so out of their income range. Most Americans are not making $100,000 a year. A good portion of them aren't even making $75,000 a year. The average is pretty much around $55,000. And they're not going to be able to afford a $400,000 home. So, you know, like affordability is not just tied to interest rates. It has to do with the cost, too. I mean, let's be realistic. Hummingbird Life says, my friend uh, keeps saying, wait till the market crash. Should I hurry up and buy now? That would be depend on your financial situation. Um, there's so many different factors into buying a home. If you don't plan on living in that house for at least seven years, I would tell you do not buy a house ever. Like, honestly, you, people have looked at homes as a way to uh, almost like they're it's like a stock. You know, this is a place that you want to call home. And I would suggest that you make a pros and cons list and look at your financial situation to see if you should buy a home. If you're at a great solid job and you have a good nest egg uh, in front of you and you can afford the medium price home and still have plenty of money left over, if uh, you know, and 
prices, God forbid, food prices increase once again. And, um, you know, you're not worried about insurance costs and tax, uh, property taxes, then look at buying a home, look at different loan programs. But if you're in a position where you're like, well, I should buy a home and all my friends are buying homes and, you know, well, you know, I'm not like, I don't want to miss out. Don't buy a house. Just, just don't, don't do it. M. Dizzy Lizzie says, Merry Christmas, Eddie. Thanks for all you do. Eddie is a good dude. Eddie is a good dude. <laughs> uh, late. He's trying to catch up here. Well, Bliss Bliss, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, buy when you're ready or when it's the right time for you. Correct. If it's 8% rate didn't crash the market, imagine 6% uh, or below. House Hacker is 619. You are absolutely unequivocally correct. Um, demand for smaller homes has done nothing but increase, even when rates were really high. No matter what the market is, it, even in the crappiest markets of all time, which has always driven the market and kept it moving was first-time home buyers. There are more people that would love to buy a home. Um, there is a backlog of pent-up demand. We just do not have enough affordable homes. And what corporate America has decided to do, realizing this, is they are building homes just for them to rent it because they can't. we can't build our way out of it. So they hire the builders to build the, the homes for people to live in so they can make the money. It's a, it's a weird, weird market. Very strange. Home Rapid Repair says, Christina, hello, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you so much. Saw you on the Nimmin stream yesterday. It was good to see you. <laughs> I wish more realtors would learn from you. Well, they get mad because I say realtors incorrectly. I say realtor and realtor is the correct way to say it, realtor. I, but I have to know, you as the public, does it mean a hill of beans difference to you if I say realtor or realtor? Do you, do you even notice the difference? Is it that offensive that I say the word slightly incorrectly? <laughs> Joni Johnson says, Merry Christmas, Christina, Eddie, and family. Thank you so much, Joni. Johnny O agrees with Bliss Bliss. <laughs> All right, question. I have a craftsman bungalow. Oh, I have jelly. I'm super jelly. That I'm going to sell in 2024. Working on painting and updating. Appliances are old but functional. What are the best improvements sellers should make? Um. I'm going to tell you this. It depends on your financial situ situation, but I always say work on things first that you know would depend on the function of the home. If there's a leaky roof, fix it. If there's leaky faucets, fix it. If there's plugs and outlets that are out, fix it. Um, if there is, uh, you know, outside the house and the gutters have been making, you know, ruts in the yard, fix it. Those are the things that should be addressed immediately. Anything that relates to the function of the house. If your hot water hot heater works only sometimes, fix it. Anything that's pertinent to the actual function of the home, repair those items first. If you have the budget left after you've repaired those things, then you're going to look at your cosmetic stuff. Things that bring in a buyer's attention. Do you need to update the color of the front of your home? Do you have to put in some new colorful plants to draw attention to the front of your home? Do you need to uh, paint your uh, inside of your home a more neutral color palette? A can of paint will hide a multitude of sins. Uh, you know, like all those years that you marked the, the wall with your kids uh, height on it, you know, paint over that. The buyers aren't going to care about that. Some might, but a, a good portion are be like, they marked up the wall. You know? <laughs> so first is function. Next is fancy. You know? So get all your function stuff done. And then you add that afterwards, if you have the budget left, fix the things that will bring in a buyer's attention. Focusing on the kitchen, master bedroom and bathrooms. No, I'm sorry. Primary bath bedroom and bathrooms. Uh, two evil says question, please. What are the steps to steps to do a home addition? Who comes first? The builder, the architect? I haven't done this. Should I go to the bank first? I have the money towards it. Bad experience with small job contractors. Oh, Eddie says, steps to build an addition to your home. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> it's important to be prepared with the work involved in a realistic budget. 
Um, while some homeowners reported paying $50,000 to $75,000 $75, for a school full-scale multi-room addition to the home, a more realistic number is probably in the low six figures. Holy cow. For example, expect to pay around $150,000 to $250,000 to add 1,000 square feet to a house, depending on your costs in your area. Holy cow. If you need to do this, just get an AEDU. Like, honestly, it just get a if it's going to cost you $200,000 to put an addition to your home, just buy a separate house outside your house. A few homeowners can pay a full room addition in cash. Thus, a loan or line of credit isn't needed. This is usually involves obtaining a home equity line of credit or a second mortgage based on the amount of equity in the home. The current real estate value of the home minus the outstanding mortgage or loan balance. Um, if it was me, I would find out if this would be my first step. I would tell you, find out if you're allowed to get an addition to your home. Are you are you allowed to do it? Find out from your planning and zoning if that's something you're allowed to do. Um, the next thing I would do is uh, I would talk to a lender to see if you have the budget for whatever. Just get pre-approved for something. Then I would go talk to several architects, not architects, but uh, contractors in your area uh, and architects in your area. So that way you can find out around about how much it's going to cost you. Uh, that's where I'd start. That's where I would start. But definitely make sure that you're going to be, definitely make sure that you're going to be able to do it. Yep. Yeah. See, obtain permits and uh, prepare the site. I'm not even talking uh, about the permitting part of it. Just see because see, like in my area, I wouldn't be allowed to do it. Um, our HOA would not allow for me to put an addition. Now, if I was to take an existing part of the house and make it more livable, like let's just say the attic and I wanted to add a bonus room, they probably would allow for that. Uh, but to add another like structure or an addition to the house, absolutely not. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, Debbie Brady wants to know how the uh, cocoa covered marshmallows turn out. I made homemade marshmallows yesterday and uh, I got a comment that said, why did you put a hot cocoa on it? And I thought, oh my God, that's kind of a really good idea. And I, we did try it on half the marshmallows. And you know what's so bizarre about that? This is going to surprise you. They tasted salty. Like, I guess there's salt in uh, hot cocoa powder and they tasted salty. So I actually kind of like... Uh, like took some, uh, I, so I used the cocoa powder and um, powdered sugar together with cornstarch because you have to put cornstarch on them so they don't stick. And that, um, that seemed to take that saltiness out of it because boy, oh boy, it was salty. <laughs> it was so weird. Joni Johnson says more foreclosures in Tacoma and prices are coming down in some areas, not the best areas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for being realistic, I mean, that's, not the best areas are going to be, uh, not the best areas are going to be the ones that always go down first. Yep. That is for sure. Eddie, can you pull up that Redfin article, please, about the, um, their, their, more, their predictions for 2024? Are you having trouble finding it? Because I, well, here we are. Here we are. Is, can we show the top of the article, please? There we go. <laughs> All right. 2024 housing market forecast predicts that housing affordability finally begins to turn around. So they're predicting pretty much what, uh, what Zillow is saying, but they're not saying because of home prices, they're saying because of interest rates. As we look ahead in 2024, we see mixed uh, continuity and change in both housing market and economy against the backdrop of a modest economic growth, slight, high, slightly higher unemployment, and ease in inflation and long-term interest rates include mortgages rates begin to slowly retreat. The shift from climbing to falling mortgage rates improves housing affordability. What did I tell you? They always say this. But saps some of the urgency of home shoppers had previously sensed. Less frenzied home buying demand and plenty of rental home options 
Oh, plenty of rental home options. Keep home sales relatively stable at a low levels in 2024, helping home prices adjust slightly, slightly lower than even the number of homes that are for sale continues to dwindle. So they're saying that not many people are going to be putting out their homes for sale, that there's going to be less home buyers than in years previous. Of course, there would be because we did have a ridiculous frenzy of homes. So, yeah, I mean, they, they think home prices are going to come down a little bit, though. All right. Crazy Maystash says, Merry Christmas, Christina, Eddie, and chat from Boston. Hello, Boston. FYI, y'all, Christina is the first person to ever subscribe to my channel in over a year. Thanks for all you do. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I actually sent her a super chat, too. She does live streams all the time. Um, you may want to check her out. It's fun. She has a fun stream. She has fun uh, subscribers over there, too. So if you guys like hanging out over Kia, you're going to like hanging out over there. Check her out. You'll like it. <laughs> Uh, we already did this. Uh, home prices are expected to ease slightly, dropping to 2% or year over average, combined with lower mortgage rates with the income growth to improve home purchase mortgage payments shall, uh, share relatively to the median income to the average of 34.9% in 2024, with the share slipping to 30% by the end of the year. I read that earlier. Um, I will say uh, if the jobs market remains good that I don't see a significant uh, price drop, if any at all. If the job market takes a nice big poop, <laughs> nobody wants that at all, by the way. Um, that Then we'll see how prices drop because people will be forced to sell. So the field guy says, uh, question, any word on the bill in Congress that wants to pass to stop predatory corporate buying? I just spoke about this a little bit earlier ago. There, the, it's great to put on campaign slogans and everything else. I just don't see uh, that it will ever be voted on. That, I mean, that's my prediction, that, they, uh, that they'll continue to talk about it, but I don't think it ever makes it to any floor to be voted on. So. I clicked and liked and subscribed. Thank you so much, Hummingbird, Hummingbird Life. It's so good to have you in here and, and supporting everybody. I appreciate you. All right, here's here's what the uh, the poll says. Will home prices go up in 2024? What do you think? 38% of you say that they will go up. 23% of you say it will go down. 29% of you say it's going to remain the same. <laughs> And it's, it's treating between 11 to 10%. It's going to crash in a fiery pit of despair. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like for the last three years, I've heard lots and lots of people say it was going to crash in a fire pit of despair. And here we are again, still sitting with terribly unaffordable homes. And it's yet to have crashed into a fire pit of despair. Like you were promised. So sad <laughs> for, you know, a lot of people that missed out on, low interest rates because of predictions like that. So when researching builders for an addition, should we gather all of them in, in the same place at the same time and let them fight it out? Ooh, like a battle royale lawnmower? That would be fantastic. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> would love that. <laughs> I got the best bid. No, I have the best subcontractors. Oh, I would love to see it. <laughs> Bliss Bliss says Bezos is going big time into the rental world. This is correct. I just put a video at the, out about that. Tell you something along with Gates. Yeah. So Jeff Bezos is the, has aligned himself with a company who's buying up in Seattle of all places. This isn't where uh, most of the uh, institutional uh, investors are. He's in Se Seattle. This company is, and they're buying single family homes and then they're wrapping this up as REITs. So everybody, they're like, this is the win-win because if you can't afford to buy a home, at least you could buy a, a fraction of that house, like a stock. So that's what they're going to sell to us is that, you know, you'll never own a piece of real estate, but you can own a little sliver of it. You get a taste of the pie. You won't have, to have a house, but you'll make a little bit of money off of it. So you won't feel so bad about it. Is that, is that the goal? You know, I, I, I don't think that anybody that is a billionaire is doing things to uh, help society. I mean, um, I don't think that this company, his investment in this company is necessarily 
to help with affordable housing, even though that's how they they package it all up. Um, you know, just that's how I look at it. <laughs> so seek the Lord. Jesus says, I've been uh, hearing horrendous stories about realtors, like uh, companies like uh, XLT and EXP that basically promote marketing a brokerage services services while allowing realtors to compete for anonymity. I have not heard those stories. Um, you know, EXP has been, I've been actually with that company. I've been there since 2017. Um, they're, they're a cloud brokerage. They, they grew really fast. So they always are in the limelight. You know, they, anything that's negative, boy, it gets splashed all over there. But they're a good company. There's nothing wrong with EXP. Um, cloud brokerages are really great. Uh, another company that came out was Real Brokerage. That's a cloud brokerage as well. I think more and more real estate agents are going to start working for cloud brokerages because you don't have to go into the office. You don't have to, um, you know, go to those ridiculous sales meetings and be forced in Christmas parties you don't want to be at. Uh, they make it very compete. Uh, convenient for turning in folders and having coordinators, uh, transaction coordinators. So I don't see those kinds of companies going anywhere. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, I, I like, I like my company, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. All brokerages are pretty much the same. You know, it's up to you as an individual to sell a house and, uh, you know, there you've got, you've got good offices and you've got bad offices, no matter who, what name is above the sign, <laughs> I mean, just like real estate agents. So question, chances of outside influencers act factors such as car sales and credit card debt crashing the economy. I hear repos and um, breaking records and credit card delinquency is an all time high. Good call. So I've heard from uh, car people that say that the auction markets have gone up quite a bit. And I do know that more Americans have lots of money on credit. Um, it's like probably the highest it's ever been. The other thing too, is that wages are not matching the cost of inflation. So people have had to depend on uh, their um, credit cards. One other thing that people don't know is that in October, everybody was supposed to start paying their student loans back. Uh, an over, like, I think almost half did not start paying their student loans back. And these banks are scrambling because they were, they were expecting these payments to start up again. And they're not, people are just not paying them. So that, I mean, that could be a catalyst. It's very, I mean, that is very possible. That's a good prediction. Uh, I would like to, I would like everybody in the chat to give me your wildest prediction, your wildest prediction for the housing market in 2024. I want everybody to give me your wildest prediction. I mean, it could be, it, it could be so wild that like, it, you know, space aliens come down and, and, and build uh, modular homes for everyone and no one has to buy a house anymore. Like it could be that wild. <laughs> I want to hear your wildest predictions for the housing market in 2024. This should be fun. <laughs> I want to hear what they have to say. But that was a good call though, about the, like looking at the car market. I, I had pointed that out quite some time ago. Uh, cause I had talked to some car dealerships that, you know, go to the auctions and they're not even buying some of the cars that would have gone really quickly. They're only, they're looking, you know what they're looking for? Economy cars. They're not buying the luxury ones. They're not even touching those. They're looking for those like, small economy cars at the auctions. So, um, I design, uh, room additions for a living. Uh, usually ask about the HOA, uh, will give you an idea of what they allow. Then ask, then the zoning needs to be looked at. That's a good call. Thank you, Harry, very much. That's a very good call. Yeah, HOAs are, can be a, a pickle. Like they could have a, a thing where they say, well, you can have an ADU, but it can't be so many square feet. Like when I had this little office put in my backyard, they the color of the office had to be the same color as the house and match like the roofing and everything had to match the house as well. So Oh, so Amazing Disgrace says their prediction for 2024 is introducing teeny weeny, itsy bitsy, teeny weeny homes, <laughs> the tiny homes, the, the tiniest of tiny homes. <laughs> Love USA said the mar, um, the mar, car market is already crashing. That is correct. I've heard that from other people as well. 
Uh, Stevenson uh, says, my prediction is rates won't drop lower than 5%. Uh, that's a pretty good prediction. I, I can get on board with that. Uh, Daniel says, I got an offer accepted. I was on the market for over a year and, and it was worth the wait. Oh, well, fantastic. Great job, Daniel. I'm proud of you. Dorothy says, I think jobs will be cut and forcing homeowners to sell in 2024. Could be, Dorothy. Oh, here we go. We got a real tour. He says, <laughs> David says, I think in 2024 will be the year for the rich to get even richer and the poor to get even poorer. Home prices will continue to rise and only the most affluent can afford to buy a home. You know, David, I know that you watch me and it's very much feels that way right now. You know, only the rich can buy a house. I like, if you go back to my live streams, I actually have a song. Like I have a thumbnail that has a sign that says only the rich can buy. And it has all the homes behind it because it sure does feel that way. Yep. The field guide says you'll have nothing and be happy. That's my prediction for 2024. Oh, the, you're talking about the economic forum. <laughs> yeah. They own nothing and be happy. That's what they want. That's for sure. Uh, Black Bottom says ADUs will be uh, will have helipads. Ooh, that's a pretty good prediction. I like that. <laughs> uh, NS says prediction: homeless uh, homeless will be given all a home that will be deemed abandoned, and HUD will assist in rehabs. So I don't know if you've heard about this. So the in California they did a they have a program that they tested and they gave um homeless $750 a month. And they followed them to see what they would do with that $750 a month. Because, you know, as we were told, they would spend it on nefarious items. You know, don't ever give your, you know, don't give a dollar to a homeless person. They'll spend it on, you know, you know what the, how it goes. So they followed them and they only, only 10% of the people that they did, did this with only 10 of them did it for nefarious reasons. The rest of them used it for like food, shelter, uh, clothing. And then they, a good portion of them after a year ended up having a job and were financially, subs, uh, subs, financially substantial enough that they could go ahead and get off that program and get on their feet again. I mean, it's something to look at. I'm going to look in the details about it more. I saw it as a blurb, so I didn't get into the details of the article, but uh, that was just the top headline. So once I once I dig into that a little bit more, uh, I'll let you know, because I, I found that really interesting. Really interesting. What is the other? What are some more predictions, Eddie? Let's put them on the screen. Rock Empowerment says the economic uh, the economy needs to crash for everything to reset the prices. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't really like that idea. <laughs> Even if you're right, I don't like the idea. Even if you're wrong, I don't like the idea. <laughs> A long story short says people will start buying homes in the Rust Belt. Ooh, that's a good prediction. You know, that is a really good prediction because there are some really uh, beautiful homes that just need some TLC over there in the Rust Belt. And now that more people can work from home, hmm, it's not that bad. My prediction is that the commercial real estate market is in for a world of hurt more than anything else. And that's why I believe that institutional investors have been investing so heavily into the residential real estate market because they had heavily invested in the commercial market. It's done a really crummy job since the uh, pandemonium started and it's continued to do really terribly. So they took that money from their commercial real estate and then moved it over to residential. And that's why there's, we're seeing more and more corporate investment in residential real estate because they got to stick their money somewhere and that's where they're going to do it. We got any more predictions to put up on the screen? Cause these are fun. <laughs> A creative frugal fund says, uh, Christine, I'm a broker and a loan uh, signing agent notary in Utah. Refinances are picking up. Concern though, equity will be pulling, uh, will be pulled in to live on. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. So this, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, but like right when the uh, financial crash 
happened the last time, people were using their homes as ATMs, but they were, it wasn't for them to spend at that time. They weren't really spending it to survive. They were spending it on home additions. They were spending it on, um, you know, fancy kitchens. They, some of them were buying boats and just like they were using it. Like they won the lottery, like a lottery ticket. They scratched it off and they were using their money, but I can see more and more people tapping in to their equity just to survive some of the costs of living today. That makes sense. That's a good prediction. I like it. I mean, I don't like the predict, you know what I'm saying? It was smart, well thought out. <laughs> That's what I meant. Uh, Living in Omaha says, I predict the crash bros will push their crash back another year to 2025. <laughs> you know, the thing is eventually, eventually, I mean, all of this house of cards can't last forever. Eventually, though, they will be right. You know, it's just kind of like the weatherman. You know, they're right a lot of times. They're wrong a lot of times, too. So Gamer G says, Merry Christmas, Christina. Merry Christmas to you, Gamer G. Uh, JK says, I think the rate of home ownership in the U.S. will fall from 65% to 50% in the next decade. Oh, that's depressing. Interesting prediction. Gamer G says, is it legal for someone to spit? Oh, sorry, not spit, split the parcels and not let the buyer know uh, before the sale. Well, the title company will be able to pull that up. So if there was a parcel land and it was two acres, for instance, if the seller split the parcels up, and the buyer had no idea and they were selling it as much title, the title company would be able to pull that up. If at the time of closing, the title company did not do that. And there was an issue. If hopefully the buyer would have had, um, had gotten the, that title insurance to be able to clear that up and then sue the pants off of the, the uh, listing agent and the sellers as well. So yeah, that's one of those things. Get an attorney. If that's, if you close it on a house and you were, were told that you were getting two acres, you have the MLS sheet that says it was two acres and it was only one acre. That's a lawsuit. <laughs> big time. Yeah, big time. That's fraud even because, uh, you know, your bank is loaning you money on something that would be the two acres. So Debbie Brady Brand Visionary says, we will see a surge in new homes just before the election cycle. As everyone knows, we need more homes. Well, let's hope they're affordable homes. I like your prediction. Let's hope it's affordable homes. Fruit prices will go up 20% 20, 20 in 2024. That's why you got to learn how to grow stuff. If, that's, if that prediction comes true, learn how to grow stuff. I've learned how to make bread recently. I've like learned, I've learned so much stuff. I need to bring back my garden. I think I'm going to do that. So for 2024, I'm planning on doing better content for you. I plan on growing my own stuff. I plan on making more sourdough bread and I plan on, uh, you know, getting, capturing some more seeds. I like capturing more seeds because you never know. Jody Johnson says, my prediction will be more people will share housing just to have a place to live. Apartments will be smaller and cost more. People will be forced to have roommates. You know, Joni, that's not, uh, you know, that's not unheard of, but in some cultures, you know, like families live in big houses, but the whole entire family lives there. So, I mean, maybe we could see more like shared family homes. Um, and it would be kind of, in a way, in some cases, it can be kind of nice to bring everybody back instead of living in separate houses. Everybody live in one house together. So you get to see family more. I don't know. In some cases that could be really good. Love USA said this holiday, holiday season, please be careful and staff. Yes. Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David says, uh, because of the housing crash bros, always predicting that it's going to crash every single year. He says, you know, the broken clock is right twice a day. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Look, everybody, I have a hard stop right now. I want to wish every single one of you a very Merry Christmas. I hope you have a fantastic day tomorrow. I hope you eat lots of food. I hope you get everything you want to. And I hope in 2024, every single person on the stream finds himself a very affordable place to live and has a fantastic mortgage rate. And this is just my hope and dream for everyone, everybody, because everyone 
every single person deserves an affordable place to live, no matter who you are. Everybody deserves an affordable place to live. And he has a very special countdown. Just know that next week we will not be on. So I want to wish everybody a very happy new year. Thank you so much to my super chatters today. That was so kind of you. Um, thank you so much to all of our moderators that come here every single week to make sure that the chat stays nice and has a conversation and not get evil. I appreciate you guys so much. And I appreciate everybody that shows up here every single week just to spend a little bit of time talking about real estate. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Don't forget to smash the like button on the way out. Bye, everybody. So long. Farewell. Havitas and goodbye. <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Bye.